Welcome to the Weight Loss Injection Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Luke, not a medical doctor, but a PhD who's lost 35 pounds on the injections. I'm here to help answer all of your questions about uh, taking the weight loss injections to create and change your lifestyle to a healthy long-term lifestyle. Uh, our research is showing that the majority of those engaging in the podcast are ages 40 to 55, both male and female. So um, we're trying to answer all those questions my friends have, your friends have. I'm getting on Instagram, I'm getting on Facebook, I'm getting on the YouTube channel, uh, and that's why we're here. So with that said, today we are going to give you, on today's show, we're going to give you four different things that you have to do when you go off of the injections, and you're going to try to make this lifestyle permanent without the injections. Now, if you have uh, listened to our other shows, you're hearing that some dietitians and others are suggesting you stay on it forever, but that's not cheap, is it? And again, guys, it, it's early on in the research process. We don't know, and nobody can tell you what the long-term effects are going to be because there's no research on long-term effects. It's just short-term, right? So uh, with that said, um, let's talk about four things that you can do uh, to make sure when you go off the injections that you're going to keep this weight off number one okay um have a plan we've talked about this before haven't we have a meal plan know about how many uh calories carbs and how much protein you want to consume each day and try to stick to it and if you have a cheat day and guys there's going to be cheat days it's life you're out and about and sometimes they don't have what you want sometimes you're at a party and you don't want to be rude Sometimes you're at a ball game and you you want uh, an adult beverage or whatever it might be, or a hot dog or nachos. Uh, it's not going to be the end of the world, but compensate for it the next day or compensate for it earlier in the day, right? So have a plan. And as you know, when we have a plan, we also suggest you have some sort of tracking tool. And even if you've stopped using your app to track your calories or whatever it might be in recent uh, months, like as I have, um, maybe when you go off, start tracking again, just for the first week or so, so you can make sure you, um, continue those healthy habits. So number one, uh, have a plan for your meal and a way to track it when you go off the injections. Okay. Really, really important. Uh, number two, guys, this is a basic one. And I'm like you, I hate it when people say consume more water, but number two, the, the number two thing you can do when you go off of the weight loss injections to change your lifestyle and maintain that healthy weight you've dropped down to is to increase your water intake. And for those of you who are already doing it, they don't increase it, just keep it up. But guys, water, water, water. It's a natural GLP-1 that's going to tell your brain you're not hungry, you're filling that stomach up. Uh, we talked on several shows about natural GLP-1s, uh, foods. Uh, high fiber foods and, and uh, protein foods that send messages to your brain that your stomach is full. Okay. That's really what a GLP-1 agonist, Ozempic, Zepbound, Wagovi, all the others, that's what they're doing. They're sending a message to the brain that your stomach is full. So number one, have a plan and track it. Number two, uh, increase your water intake. Number three, the number three thing that you need to do when you go off of the injections to maintain your healthy lifestyle is make sure you have a weight training regimen or plan. That's right. Go do some weight training. Even if you've been doing cardio for years, remember, we've talked about on almost every show, 
that the research has shown that you're burning a little bit more muscle mass when you're on the injections than on other traditional binge diets or, or weight loss regimen. So uh, I've noticed with myself uh, some muscle deterioration. It's one of the things I'm going to prior prioritize is getting back in that weight room and not just doing cardio, but building some muscle, making sure I'm having ample protein to support uh, weight training, resistance training, whatever it is you want to call it. Guys, you don't have to use weights. You can do push-ups. There's so many natural ways that you can um, do resistance training, whether it's squats or lunges. There's, there's so much out there that you can do to build muscle mass, but make sure uh, you're consuming enough calories, carbs, and protein to compensate for that uh, increase in, um, you know, whether it's cardio or just activity, because muscle training, weight training is awesome for working out, right? There's, there's so much good that comes out of weight training that um, just have a plan. So again, number one, we are going to uh, have a plan and track it. Number two, we're going to enhance or increase our water intake if we weren't already consuming a ton of water. And number three, we're going to do at least one or two days a week of weight training or resistance training to rebuild some of that muscle mass that we likely uh, lost during our weight loss injection journey. Okay. Now, Number four is where we're going to get into some details. And if you listen to our last show with Mark Washington from Supergut, you heard a lot about this, but I am going to uh, really summarize or shorten for you a lot of what we talked about. And then if you haven't listened to the last episode, I want you to go back and listen to the last episode with Mark Washington. He's going to dive deep into how important this is, your gut health, your microbiome, when you are um, planning a long-term lifestyle change for your health because 95% of Americans aren't consuming enough fiber, but we get deep into what kind of fiber, the important kind of fiber and where you can find that fiber is going to be important for you. So let's dig into that really quickly. Okay. Um, there are a couple different types of uh, protein and I'm just going to go right to uh, the supergut.com website. If you have, or haven't listened to, uh, Mark's um, uh, podcast episode, go back and check it out. Um, but if you, either way, you're going to want to go to his website and just check out what they're saying here about uh, fiber. Okay. Uh, the best two types of prebiotic fiber for producing GLP-1s are what they call beta-glucan and resistant starch. Beta-glucan comes from foods like oats, barley, and beans. New studies demonstrate that beta-glucan achieves remarkable results in not only satiety, but also weight management, um, and a lot of good things coming out of that. Resistant starch, on the other hand, comes from food like unripe bananas, potatoes, and oatmeal. This unique fiber produces more, uh, it's spelled beauty rate, than any other type of dietary fiber. And beauty rate is a short-chain fatty acid known to increase GLP-1 production. So you're going to be creating the same effect that the injections created when you eat unripe bananas, potatoes, oatmeal, right? And so um, that's great, right? You can go off the injections, but still create some of the effects, right? So, uh, and, and again, when it comes to oats, barley, and beans, uh, you're going to see continued weight loss or, you know, resistance to gaining weight, which is cool. So um, 
Supergut itself offers several products. And again, I'm not here to promote theirs over any others, but they have a proprietary prebiotic fiber blend um, that is used in a lot of their products. And one of the things I went through with Mark that I really want you guys to focus on, okay, is start slowly when you are increasing your fiber intake, okay? Because a lot of people will immediately say, man, I just can't do more fiber because I immediately get constipated. Well, that's where the water comes in and that's where uh, making sure you're taking the right approach to fiber, right? Um, start slowly to introduce that fiber um, because constipation is a real issue. And I asked specifically on that show with Mark, what products and what approaches should we be taking when we increase our fiber? to kind of offset that likelihood that constipation is going to kick in. And he shared some interesting thoughts there, but he gave three suggestions that I thought were really important. Um, you know, protein shakes and prebiotic fiber blend protein shakes are meal replacements. And he gave great suggestions about taking a shake and throwing some almonds in or throwing uh, even some flavored protein powder in, whatever it might be, even avocados, if you can, you know, go in that direction, oatmeal, things that we talked about, right? So, Meal replacement shakes are one thing. So if you're a meal replacement person or a shake person, there's prebiotic shakes that increase your fiber right there, right? Number two, if you're not a meal replacement person, I've never been a big one, but during my weight loss uh, injection phase, I did probably once a week just take a shake as a replacement for breakfast or lunch or just because I was on the go. So if you are um, a meal replacement person, um, the shakes are an approach, but I'm more of a snacker. You know, in my truck, I usually have some almonds. I usually have um, some pistachios. And if I'm, uh, you know, really feeling lucky, I have some of those uh, Quest chips that are flavored like Doritos, you know, probably not the healthiest, but once in a while, I owe myself a 130 calorie guilty pleasure, right? So if you're a snacker, then prebiotic fiber protein bars, uh, having those around, might be a good solution. And I'm going to do all three of these things. I've told you two of them, but I'm going to do all three of them when I go off the injections here in the next couple of weeks. The third one is just having that prebiotic fiber mix that you can throw into anything. It's unflavored into your coffee, uh, into cottage cheese, into cereal, into oatmeal, into anything you have because it's unflavored just to kind of kick that up a little bit. And I know several people who have already been doing that for years and have done that with other products. So three approaches to increasing your prebiotic fiber that's going to help you when you go off of the injections to keep that lifestyle and to keep your weight uh, consistent. So guys, just in summary, this show is about four key steps to uh, consider when you go off the injections to maintain that lifestyle and maintain your weight. Number one, uh, have a plan with the tracker. Know what your calorie, carb, protein consumption is and track it. Number two, water intake. We've heard it before. It's nothing new or revolutionary, but make a point of putting it on your list of four things to do. Uh, number three, protein and building your muscle mass back. So do some resistance training. And number four, increase your fiber and make sure it's the right kind of fiber, prebiotic fiber, and make sure you have a plan to how you uh, introduce that fiber and scale up for that fiber. So thanks so much for tuning in. Please give us a like and a share. Tell your friends about our show. The new name is the Weight Loss Injection Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Luke, not a medical doctor. It's the PhD who's lost 35 pounds on the injections. Here to share with you the answers to all of your questions.
about starting your journey, enhancing your journey, or how to keep that weight loss off after the journey. See you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.